Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in. It's been a minute since we talked about a near miss at an airport. Uh, but we've got one to talk about here in Colorado. So we're just now hearing about this, but it happened in January of 2022. But we're just now hearing about how uh, the tail of a jet blue plane hit the runway at a Colorado airport when a captain took off quickly to avoid a head on crash. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they say it's the latest in, uh, you know, the uh, near misses in, in the American skies. How about we don't have any more of these? Um, yeah, the NTSB said the JetBlue captain accelerated to the point. So, yeah, he had to just yank back on the stick to get the thing in the air to avoid the collision. And that means that the tail it didn't come up. You know, it, it didn't come up at the correct angle. So the tail scraped the runway. Uh, and this was a guy who had all kinds of experience, 11,000 hours of flying experience and a 40 year old first officer. They say they never saw the other plane, but veered right, uh, after the takeoff to avoid traffic that was detected by their own on board collision avoidance system. So they got the warning, but they never saw the other jet. For those who are wondering, I had to look this up. This is Yampa Valley regional airport that serves like steamboat Springs and some of the uh, some of the mountain towns mm -hmm. that are out that way, Hayden's out there. Um, yeah, this would be just west of Steamboat. Craig's out that way. Pagoda's out that way. So, not a major airport. Um, although on the screen, it's a pretty. I mean, if it's serving JetBlue, sure, it it, it can't be nothing. Um, so it was a JetBlue that was taking off. What was the other? I know it was a Beechcraft. Beechcraft. Were they both JetBlue? Uh, it doesn't say that. Beechcraft is usually going to be a private plane. So okay. it, it may not have been another airliner. Um, but, it, but it was not an insignificant plane either. I mean, the, the King Air 350 is a smaller one, but the JetBlue was an Airbus A320. That's not a small aircraft. Wow. Okay. So um, here's how they describe this at the Daily Mail. The King Air crew was startled when the JetBlue plane announced it was beginning to taxi on the runway and said, I hope you don't hit us to the JetBlue pilots. Um, the JetBlue captain and co-pilot, the 45-year-old captain with more than 11,000 hours of flying experience and the 40-year-old first officer said they never saw the other plane concerning but they veered to the right after takeoff to avoid traffic that was detected by a collision avoidance system on their jet uh data indicated the planes were 2.6 miles apart 
when the JetBlue Airbus began its climbing uh, to turn away from the airport. Uh, the JetBlue planned flight to Florida was cut short, landed in Denver, but they said the damage was substantial, like you said. Not good. Uh, air traffic control? Is there air traffic control at an airport that size? You would assume? If they're flying an Airbus in there, there would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so what they said, I just want to make sure. No, these are other play. They don't have any of the airport control traffic in this. Uh, they're just talking about other instances here. No, but who failed? Yeah, well, it sounds like the JetBlue flight was the one in the wrong. If the other mm-hmm. if the other pilots were going, hey, uh, don't hit us, please, then it sounds like. But if they got clearance to go, and if they didn't get clearance to go, one would wonder why they went. But that that does it makes it sound like it was an air traffic control problem. But they said in July there were forty six close calls. Between commercial airlines, according to reports shared by the Federal Aviation Authority. That's more than one a day. So one of the things they're blaming is a shortage of air traffic controllers. Yeah. And that is one of those jobs that I don't, I don't, it's the same thing to me as like 911 dispatchers. It is such a high intensity. I don't think it's the kind of thing where you can just throw more money at it. It's just a job that some people are just not going to want to do or would be qualified to do oh and burnout is unbelievable yeah i mean the number of people who do it for a couple of years and then just can't do it anymore because you're constantly there's never downtime you've constantly got to be watching everything yeah if you've ever watched um the i think it's called sully is when tom hanks plays sully sullenberger and miracle on the hudson they do a really good job of showing what was happening with air traffic control i mean keep in mind that situation only lasted like three minutes and 20 seconds or something like that yep. but just the intensity of how many how calm that air traffic controller had to be patrick i can't think what his last name was um and how many different people he is communicating with at the same time on different channels to see, can you land at Teterboro? Can you land over here? Do you need this runway? And then at some point that plane got too low and they lost all contact and he didn't know what happened. Yeah. There's, there's also, there's another movie not based in reality, but kind of, you know, loosely based in reality called Pushing Tin that Billy Bob Thornton and John Cusack were in uh, a few years back, about 23 years back, as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, that one also goes deeply into just the kind of burnout and the, the things that can happen. Um, and you get uh, that, that's the the stringent nature of the controls on that, where if you make more than a couple of the same kinds of mistakes, they'll they'll dump you oh, because yeah. they they can't have that. You know, you, you can't you can't screw up as an air traffic controller. So not only is it a high pressure job, but it's one that you could lose in a second by making the wrong decision. Yeah, again, it's just one of those jobs that I don't. I think most of us would say we can't handle that Mm -hmm. intensity for. All right, uh, moving on to talk about the story about Kohl's and the argument that was given from a couple of guys uh, who went on quite the little shopping spree at Kohl's. I I love this. Yeah, it was a a, a theft ring, and they were going into this Kohl's just shoplifting. And I say just shoplifting. I don't mean to excuse shoplifting. It's still theft. But they stole a couple of thousand dollars worth of stuff. And what's going on right now, as they, they were caught, and as the case heads to court, they're trying to get their uh, their charge lessened because what you're charged with in between petty theft and grand theft 
all depends on how much you stole in terms of its value. Uh, I forget what the line of demarcation is. I think it's like $1,500. But whatever it is, when it goes from petty theft to grand theft, obviously grand theft, you will go to, if you're convicted, you'll go to jail for a much longer time than if it was petty theft. Well, what these guys are arguing is even though the stuff they stole put them over that line, that it really shouldn't have because, well, the stuff was on sale. The stuff that they stole was on sale, and they had coupons. <laughs> so uh, so it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't that much. I mean, the value on it shouldn't be the same because, well, you know, it was on sale, and, and plus we had coupons that we didn't use, obviously, because we didn't pay for the stuff. I love the argument. I really do. I want to know what the courts are going to do with this one. I'm going to guess it, Coles is going to say, here's what we value the merchandise at. Yes. Not, not what the sign said, not, not what little stickers were on things and the orange sticker meant this and the blue sticker meant that. It's, <laughs> it's what we value the merchandise to be. Yeah. Do you go after, do you go on retail value on what normally like, uh, you know, what they call in the car, car industry, MSRP, manufacturer's suggested mm -hmm. retail price. If somebody steals a car, do you go by that or do you go by what you could have negotiated, you know? Um, and, and that's the case these guys are making is that, well, you can't, you can't use the regular price because at the time we stole it, it wasn't a regular priced item. I mean, the coupon thing is just ridiculous. But uh -huh. the sale price argument is an interesting one. I want to know what they're going to do with that. So let me take that seriously for a second. If there was to be um, restitution have to be paid here. Right. That's where it matters is do they have to pay you for what? If they had not stolen a shirt that was discounted to 10 bucks and the non-sale price was 20. <laughs> yeah. Do they have to pay back 10 bucks for the shirt or 20 bucks for the shirt? Right. And why was it marked down? Was it marked down because it was being discontinued or, you know, was it scratch and dent stuff or, right. or what? And this is how close to the line they were. What they stole was $2,095 worth of stuff. That line in Colorado that we were just talking about between petty theft and grand theft is $2,000. They were only over it by 95 bucks. So that's why they're saying, well, I mean, the stuff was on sale. It, it, you, it, that would kick us back under the line uh, if they took a KitchenAid mixer and oh no i'm sorry they were nicknamed the KitchenAid mixer crew by the district oh, attorney in reference to the appliances <laughs> that they stole and by the way those KitchenAid mixers are not cheap there's the, uh, there's a version of that thing i think that goes over $500 a piece mm -hmm. yeah um okay so in that case i want to know where they're getting when they say the items were valued at 2095 where does that number come from? Yeah. Is is that just the regular retail price of the items stolen? Um, and, and it seems like it is. But they said one of them was sentenced to 15 months in prison. The other one got 90 days in jail with credit for time served on a condition of 18 months probation, which makes you wonder, did, did the one guy roll over on the other guy and say it was his fault? He did it. We'll get to the phones. If you want to jump in on this uh -huh. one, do that thing. 913-586-7798. And we'll start with Steve in Kansas City. Hello, Steve. Hey, uh, so when I lived in St. Louis, I worked loss prevention for a uh, large retailer and 
they, yeah, so I had a couple of uh, females that were stealing from us and called the cops. Cops came out. We got them the, the retail price. So whatever ran up in the register is the price that they were going to get charged with. And those two females were like, no, no, no. That stuff's on sale. We should only be charged with $498. And it was over $1,000 worth of stuff that they had stolen. And the uh, you know, the police didn't care. They It's whatever says it on the receipt is what they're getting charged at. And it was like $1,100 or something like that. But the technical sale price would have been under 500 which would have allowed them just to get a ticket right there and walk away. But, you know, over $500, it's, uh, you're going to jail. You're going to jail, right? So, but, but the way you said it is, uh, it, the, what, whatever the register would charge, if it was on sale, wouldn't the register charge the sale price? Uh, not. It all depends on the retailer, how they ring stuff up. Oh, wow. So it could even go that way. Oh, interesting. All right, Steve, thank you. So, yep, yep, no yep. problem. Appreciate the call. That's funny. Yeah, so if it's something that... You have to, well, yeah, I mean, I've never had that happen where something is on sale and it doesn't automatically put the price incorrectly, the sale price incorrectly into the register. Um, I've had that happen. This, I mean, it's good to pay attention where you are checking out. If it's like a mistake. Yeah, right, they like sometimes it just doesn't okay. ring up in the barcode or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, that's... Yeah, even that's even, important to catch. Even one of the candles that I brought in with me yesterday had been marked down. Of course, I got the one that was on sale in it. Yeah, they did ring it up correctly. Let's do Diane and Shawnee and see what she's got to add in. Hello, Diane. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. Hey. What's on your mind? Well, I don't know if you guys shop at Kohl's, but it, they have checkout stands on two sides of the store. Okay, so you can go on one side or the other. Where I recently was at a Kohl's and there was only one. And I asked her, the other one was completely gone, why they closed it. She goes, well, all our stores will be doing that. And guess why they have to do that? Why? That's because of theft. So we have to wait in a long line now at Kohl's because people steal. How does, how does that stop theft? Oh, because they're putting have them. to watch one door, uh, one area. I don't know. I got for you. Some reason, um, yeah, for some reason. And there's a, it reminded me, there's, a, I won't say the name, but there's a liquor slash grocery store in Riverside. They built a brand new store here recently, just down the street. Two weeks later, one of their doors was closed over by the liquor side. And they go, is it broken? Why'd you close your door? Oh, no, we had to close it because of theft. So yeah, people need to quit stealing stuff. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Diane, thank you. Um, yeah, and in this case, I just it's such a novel argument, but apparently not. I mean, if the if the girls in St. <laughs> Louis were trying it too, um, yeah. But I yeah. Uh, what what they're going to come up with though here is is an interesting one. Uh, we have to get to a break, but Steve, everybody else, hang on the line. We'll uh, we'll get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. All right, so we have a guy who stole two thousand ninety five dollars worth of stuff from a Coles. Uh, $2,000 is the line where if it's over that, you're going to be hit with a tougher crime. If it's under that, less of it. He is saying what I stole was on sale. And so <laughs> you shouldn't be, it, it, it's not $2,095. It should be under that $2,000 mark. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget the coupons. He had coupons mm -hmm. too. So <laughs> I still don't know how that works into the mix. Let's go to Maggie and Bonner Springs up next. Hi, Maggie. 
Hi, good morning. Um, yeah, I have a, you know, this is what I don't understand because I work for retailers too and there was some shady stuff going on because I thought it was illegal to use the criminal justice system, that's the police, in a civil matter for monetary gain. And I could be right, I could be wrong about this, but usually when the retailer, you know, um, calls the police, sometimes they don't, they'll, you know, they will apprehend or or let the people go with with the stolen goods so they could file an insurance claim and get their money back from the claim check, you know, for the loss. Uh-huh. But my thing is if they call the police and the people get apprehended and go through the criminal justice system and, you know, um, and then the retail f- retailer files in his financial accounting uh, a claim with this insurance company for the loss, isn't that kind of like double dipping? Uh, well, it, it depends on if there's rest, if there's restitution, then there, yeah, restitution. But I thought it was illegal to use the criminal justice system in a civil matter. But if you file an Which, insurance claim, isn't that a civil matter because it's mon- it's monetary gain? No, theft is not a civil matter. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about filing a claim with the insurance. What difference? And then is- restitution from the. From the criminals. Yeah, th- that may affect the amount that the criminals have to pay in restitution if the, if the store was already reimbursed for it. But it's it's still, it's not a civil matter. There's no lawsuit involved here. No, but it'd be a settlement, wouldn't it? Like with the claim check? An insurance settlement. It, that's that's a different thing. But it, it doesn't affect the criminality of it. So, no, they're, they're fine getting the police involved. They were stolen from. Okay. Um, I, I, it's just this world is going upside down, and I mean, things are going crazy, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I really don't. But okay. thank you. <laughs> you got it. We'll, we'll see if we can keep you updated, Maggie. Thanks. <laughs> well, on that happy note. <laughs> um, That's it. World's going to hell, everybody. <laughs> We're yes. Gone. Yes, indeed. Um, that's probably an appropriate way to get into this next one here for a minute. Um, so I was working the day. In fact, I just so clearly remember the day that the audio came out when Tyreek Hill, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, was accused of abusing his son. And part of the reason I remember it is because I had taken Ambien that night and had woken up during the night, didn't feel well, did a show, Ryan Weber with us with us, and we had all of the audio kind of outing him say what you will about his football abilities as not a good guy and ev- and and he's gone now and good because i just i you just didn't like him as a person when all that stuff came out wow do we know more now yeah well as as if you know punching his pregnant wife in the stomach wasn't enough reason to think that you know, gee, yeah gee he's not the greatest person in the world and now uh, yeah a couple more uh two a- at the same time which is kind of an odd thing paternity suits now have been filed against uh, tyree kill to just kind of pile onto everything else yeah this was out of the daily mail uh they said he is being sued by two separate women who claim he's the father of two children both born this year he reportedly pays each woman twenty five hundred dollars a month which they claim is woefully inadequate considering his salary of 30 million dollars a year he already is paying child support for three children he fathered with his ex-fiance and just last month, he married a 27-year-old influencer. Who I'm sure is going to be thrilled about all of this. Right. I'm sure that's going well. Yeah, that's what a way to start off your wedded bliss. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I do, do more problems have to... Well, 
Well, I was going to say, do more problems have to find this guy? They're not finding him. He's finding the problems. Doing and I, just fine. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that the problem is him. So, I mean, him and the Miami Dolphins, match made in heaven. Uh, let's see. If the two women win their suits, he faces a massive hike on the $13,500 he already pays each month to support the three kids he has with his ex-partner, Crystal. Mm-hmm. This is getting hard to keep track of. <laughs> yeah. How many times has he been in the news for something that he did wrong? Uh, and, and how many more times will he? Gee, do you think maybe this is why Patrick Mahomes didn't invite him to the party? I, I um, Okay. So there are three that we know of with Crystal. It's the other two yes. that, are, that were being sued over? Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, and and was it what was what was it that he was whining about about Mahomes and and Kelsey that that Kelsey had been over at Mahomes' house before and he was whining because Patrick never invited me to his house. Well, yeah, you know what, dude, I wouldn't invite you to my house either. So congratulations. Let me tell you how much I don't care about him whining about <laughs> yeah. absolutely anything. Agreed. Agreed in like, full. Like I don't even know how good of a player he is for the Dolphins, but the last piece of information I cared about with him mm-hmm. was the um, the not enough money to stay with the Chiefs thing. Yes. And so I'm going to go to the Dolphins and go play there. Yeah. And I how mean, are they doing? Uh, yeah, well, actually, they're, they're, they're second, I think, in the AFC right now. But the, their last couple of weeks have not been great. And they, okay. they did something, by the way, last week. This was a, kind of an interesting thing. They lost a game against Tennessee where with less than three minutes to go, they were up by 14 points and they blew it. I mean, Tennessee ended up beating them by a point in regulation. That's happened something in the the order of 17,000 times before. Never in those 17,000 games has a team lost with less than three minutes to go and a lead of 14 points. The Dolphins are the only team to ever do that. So, Mm. yeah, like I said, last couple of weeks have not been kind to them. Still not a person I like. Nope. So, uh, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, uh, some parents are getting some judgment. Gee, that's never happened before. Because of how they got their daughter to a slumber party. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. YourTango.com is where we uh, get this next story that starts with a girl that wanted to go to a sleepover. Yes, and uh, her parents apparently were a little too busy. So what they decided to do was send her over in an Uber. Uh, One woman said that she wanted to meet the parents of her daughter's friend coming over for the sleepover, but then was rather upset when she found out that the girl had been sent over in an Uber. Uh, Now, this was a few years ago, but this was according to a TikTok video. She uh, asking what immediately screams trashy parenting to you. <laughs> uh, a mom named Jill then related the story and said that yeah, it was it was just a matter of you know the parents just trashy behavior because not only did they send her to a sleepover in an Uber, but they didn't even think about gee maybe the other parents might want to meet you. I can remember that. I mean that was the thing with my parents. You know if I wanted to go and, and mm-hmm. spend the night at somebody's house, they always well let, we want to meet his parents first. Okay, they they never said no, but that was just their criterion. They wanted to make sure that uh, I guess the parents weren't like serial killers or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't think my parents met the parents of a lot of kids whose houses I stayed at. I, I think it I, it ended. They probably, met the kids. Yeah, right. I I was way more likely to have kids stay at my house. I was just way more attached to mom and dad, only mm-hmm. child. I just was way more attached to home. Um, but I, I don't think not beforehand. I I don't think my parents met him beforehand. Uh, yeah, I, um, mine did. uh, It it ended at some point. I think it ended when I was about 12 or 13. And and then at that point they were like, okay, well, you're, you're old enough to be responsible for yourself now. But if Mm -hmm. I was, when I was like seven or eight, they always wanted to meet and uh, it's pointed out. And it was pointed out by a couple of the commenters on this TikTok video that when they put the video up, she didn't go into detail about why they sent her over in an Uber. I mean, people were saying, well, maybe they don't have a car or maybe their car was broken down or maybe they were at work and busy and couldn't get out of it and they didn't want to deny the kid the ability to go over and have the sleepover. I don't know that it's so much trashy parenting, (laughs) but, um, you know, we're also not talking about little, little kids either. Yeah, and we can... We can talk through some of those examples of what you just said. And I, I want to talk about the dangers of what happens when you let a 13-year-old go in an Uber alone by themselves. Yeah. And what could happen? Even with all the safety, you can track them now. I mean, you can send the link, and I'll do that sometimes. Like, hey, I'm in a part of town I don't know that well. I'll send you the link so that you can track exactly where I am. We've got voice recording and everything in those vehicles so that if anything goes wrong, but still you are sending your child off with a total stranger and putting a lot of faith in that system. Yeah, curiously enough, as I was just talking about uh, my parents always wanting to meet my friend's parents, that uh, I can remember taking cabs because Uber didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. When I was probably 10 or 11, a few times, you know, not all the time, but if I wanted to go like to a soccer game, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to go, like a, a what at the time was the NASL, like the Major League Soccer. If I wanted to go to a game and they couldn't take me or if I had to go to guitar lessons and they couldn't take me, then, yeah, they'd put me in a cab. That was never really that much of a of a worry. 
but I, I think still Uber has that um, that stigma about it. And maybe it's just a thing with us. Maybe it's just you know a thing that goes on inside our heads. But I think there's a difference in our minds that somehow a cab seems more legitimate than Uber does because Uber's just anybody. I also think we might be talking about generational things here. Where were you? To, what city were you in? Where you were? Tampa. Where was? Okay. So I some of that I think bigger city. You know, like there are kids in New York City that grow up riding the subway. Sure. You know, same thing in Chicago. There are kids in Chicago that grow up riding the L That's and the how Metro. You get around, yeah. But if you live in the country, there's no way on earth your parents are ever going to let you do that, right? It's just kind of the norm of the area where you grow up. And so, and uh, there's no way my parents would have let me take a cab by myself. Ever. Really? And I was pretty street smart. Yeah. I mean, I was driving in downtown Chicago when I was 16. Just like I don't think they would have let me take an Uber by myself, but there was something. But once I got a little bit older and I was 16 and driving and functioning in some pretty big cities by myself, okay, now I have shown that I have the judgment and that kind of thing. But as a little kid, no way. Wait, and here's back up to your idea that maybe it is a generational thing because somebody just texted in and said, cab drivers are scary. <laughs> so, yeah, even though I guess in my mind, I, I would have a harder time putting a kid in an Uber than I would putting a kid in a cab. Um, and, and maybe that just is because I've had that experience. And like I said, when, when you get a hack license and you, you know, you're, you're working for a company and you're probably bonded and all of that other stuff that goes along with it. Um, I, I don't, I can't say that any of my cab drivers was particularly scary, but I, it just seems to me that there, there's a little bit more legitimacy to it. Than there would be. I have no problem taking Uber. I've done it many times. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I would put a kid in an Uber. Would you? 913-586-7798. Again, this kid was 13 years old. And as far as the age at which Uber will let that happen, um, Uber recently lifted the age restriction from 18 to 13 years old. And so minors over the age of 13 can take rides without a parent or guardian consent as long as their account is linked to their guardian's account. So they can't just set up an account and start gallivanting around town by themselves. Yeah. But would you, if the kid had a sleepover or had baseball practice or whatever it was and you're at work and your husband's at work or whatever it is, would you just send them off in an Uber? Be okay with it. Here it is. And boy, the phones are going crazy right now. So we'll get to you as soon as we get everybody lined up. But the, uh, a couple of things came in on the text line almost back to back. One said, sending a kid in an Uber is literally send it, sending them with a stranger. Who does that? And then right after that, Uber drivers go through an extensive background check. To qualify for Uber teen, you have to be highly rated with at least a few hundred rides. So there's that shift. It's like for some of us, it's it literally does seem like that. It's it's a total stranger off the street, and no way would I let my kid ride in a car with with somebody that I just didn't know in that respect and didn't have a, a sort of a corporate logo behind them. Even though yes, Uber is a corporate logo, but you know what I mean. That mm -hmm. the, the, you know, a cab just seems different, and yet we've got both sides of it going on on the text line right now. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're into it, grab a telephone line nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. And let us know, is would you do either one of those things 
you know, with a kid who this girl at the time was 13 years old. So would you let a 13 year old ride alone in an Uber or a cab or one or the other? And let me throw this out. Would you also let your kid spend the night at a house where you had not met the parents? Because that's the other issue here. Yeah, definitely. We'll go to it. And uh, Julie in Raytown is going to kick us off on this one. Hi, Julie. Hi. Yeah, I absolutely would not do any of those things. But when my mom, who is who was born in 1936, and her twin brother drove my grandmother crazy, she would put them in a cab and send them. And this is when they're like toddlers, preschool. Send them to her mother-in-law's for a relief. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, thought you'd get, I thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I cannot take you people anymore. You're getting in a cab and getting out of this house. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. They were like, you know, yeah. twins and toddlers and driving her crazy. And she just put them in the cab, sent them to her mother-in-law a few blocks away. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, thank you. Yeah, you, you wonder why, she, if it was only a few blocks, why didn't she just walk them down there? But right. I, I guess once you hit that limit, you, the last thing you want to do is get into a car with them as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll t- I know we have phone lines ringing. We'll take a break. Give us a second. We'll get your calls lined up and get to more of your comments next on KMBZ. Talking with a story that came up out of yourtango.com that's got us asking a few different questions here. Would you let your kid spend the night at a house where you didn't meet the parents? In this particular case, that kid got to the house, 13-year-old girl, by taking an Uber. So the parents of that were hosting the sleepover said, yeah, we'd like to meet her, her parents. And they go outside and there's a guy behind the wheel and he's driving away. And it's because <laughs> that's the Uber driver that brought her over. It's being called trashy parenting. So do you agree? Is it in fact trashy parenting to put your 13-year-old daughter in an Uber by herself? Uh, and, you know, the rest of it alongside. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798 to Josh in North KC. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys. Um, So I've got a 13-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old daughter. Now, the youngest, no. 13-year-old daughter, uh, the sleepover thing, taxi, Uber. I I don't feel like right now that I'd be cool with any of it. If any of it I'd be okay with, I'd lean more towards Uber, I think, just because um, my understanding of, of Uber, if it's like a youth account, um they only send like their top drivers it's not like someone who just started doing uber driving um but my a question that i'd like to pose which i don't really i don't understand this i I don't necessarily like it either but i feel like if my 13 year old was a boy i'd be more comfortable with it And, and i'm not exactly sure why you know, it's it's not like a 13-year-old boy is going to be that much more capable of protecting himself if, sure. if something crazy goes down. But I, I, I'd i lean more towards the Uber thing if I had to pick one of them. But I, I don't I don't think I don't think I'd be OK with it unless it was like a, an emergency situation where I didn't have another choice. Let me ask you this. With your 13-year-old daughter, do you know any of her friend's parents? Um, well, my, yeah, but my, my 13 year old's pretty introverted. She's, uh, actually stepdaughter. She's had, you know, uh, a colorful past is one way to put it, unfortunately. So she, she's only got one friend really. 
Um, but I, I've I've met I've met her friends' parents a few times, so I I do. Yeah, my youngest I I don't know. She's very extroverted. I haven't met any of her friends, but she also hasn't had any sleepovers. She hasn't even been, you know, no birthday parties or nothing. It's it's kind of like that stuff's just kind of dying out and going by the wayside nowadays. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw a birthday party at a McDonald's. <laughs> that used to be the, you know where right. all of them were. <laughs> so, all right, Josh, thanks. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that still does go on with meeting the other parents. Because, I mean, it's not like it was an interrogation. You know, no. they would just walk up to the door with me, say hi to the other person's parents, you know, talk for like five seconds and then and go away. It's also possible that they have talked on the phone. Yeah. Or they have communicated via text um, because I there are sometimes things you want to know. I mean, I hate to bring up the gun, but do they have guns at home? I mean, are there who, who knows what other questions you want to ask before your kid spends the night in that house? And it's funny because it's the host that wants to meet the parents of the girl staying over. Yeah. I'd be the other parents wanting to meet the parents that are hosting the sleepover. Where your kid's going to be all night without yeah. you there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It just, yeah, it kind of used to go uh, in, in both directions. Let's see what Alex and KCK has. Hello, Alex. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. What do you think? Uh, I think there's like a dozen things that I can think about. Let's not forget that the COVID crisis shut a lot of stuff down yep uh and um i have some friends that actually have been cab drivers in different cities uh one of my best guys that i know uh he was a cab driver in san francisco and you had to have a medallion see and people bought them uh and my friend when he left california and sold his medallion i'm pretty sure he got close to thirty thousand dollars for that wow now, the other thing that I'm thinking about is what do you, you know, what about putting the kid on the plane, you know, by themselves? Uh, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and that wasn't that uncommon, actually. Uh, and then the other thing is, think about Taxi Driver, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Taxi, the television show. Uh, kind of seedy, but, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, I have a 38-year-old daughter and a two-year-old granddaughter. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would have a problem with my daughter and granddaughter taking an Uber from Albuquerque and, you know, if they came here, sure, you know, why not? But, um, and the other thing is, you know, uh, the automated systems that they've got set up and those things are amazing. Uh, and I have epilepsy on top of everything else. And so I use KC Ride pretty frequently and that's a great service and, uh, you know, for somebody that's disabled, um, that's another way to go about, you know, getting transportation to go to places. Yep. Sorry. All right. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> a lot on my mind. Alex, so, yeah, thank cool. you. Um, I'm, that's kind of our, our job. <laughs> so I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, when you bring flying into it, see, to me, that is a very different thing because you're talking about your kid being on a plane with 300 other people. Right. And, and flight attendants and potentially air marshals and all of the other stuff. That's I, I can't even see a through line between that and putting a 13 year old in a car with one other person and no, you know, no protection, no nothing except for the reputation of the company that they're working for. Be that a cab driver or an Uber driver. And again, to me, what I feel better about with Uber is all the different tracking 
opportunities yeah. that I do, that, that maybe exist with taxis that I just don't know about. If that car stops somewhere that it's not supposed to stop for an extended period of time, yeah, that's when you get in your car and go find it. Right, right, exactly. Let's do Ashley and Olathe next. I think, yeah, we've got time for Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys. Um, I don't have a problem with Ubering. I think my kids would be fine, um, and I trust my kids. What I would have a problem with, I don't necessarily have to beat the parents, However, I want to speak to the parents because I, when I was a teenager, I may have or may not have told my mom that I was going to stay at a friend's house who <laughs> told her parents that she was going to stay at my house, and we may or may not have gotten into a lot of trouble. Yep. So I, uh, that's the only reason I would want to speak with the parents. But in most cases, I know the kids, and a lot of times I can judge how the parents are going to be by the kids. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that tells you how they were raised. And, and I'm sure that a lot of that with my parents probably came from dealing with my sister for exactly the same reason. Yeah, you, you didn't invent that move. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. My kids have gotten mad at me. They're like, we can't get anything by you. I'm yep. like, well, you better figure it out, bud. That's Be right. more creative. Well, and the reason they can't get anything by you is because you have the experience and you know what to exactly. look for. Good for you. That's why I tell them, be more creative. Maybe you can eventually. <laughs> it, it is my way to pr- promote creative things. Love it. <laughs> Ashley, thank Bye you. Guys. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every call's I, an adventure. I was just going to say, we, we, we just always learn new things, uh, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I wish we knew the reason that this had happened. Yeah. But what I'm stuck on a little bit is that, like, the parents didn't even call. There was no communication on any side of this before this happened before they just went online and trashed them for it yeah yeah absolutely all right thanks everybody for getting in here uh coming up in the next hour a new in and out burger has opened in idaho and you think we've seen the whataburger lines long wait till you hear about this get to that coming up on kmbz t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.